0: Good evening, guys. Welcome back to Hair After Him Podcast. It's your host, Dre, and I'm back with episode nine. Today with me is Portia. Hi, Portia.
1: Hi, Audrey. How are you? I'm good, and you?
0: I'm all right. Um, I'm sure you're ready now for us to start the episode.
1: Yes, yes, I'm ready.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Just to... For us to get started could you please tell the listeners who you are where you're from what you do anything that you'd want listeners to know the craziest thing about you or the unique thing about you anything that you want the listeners to know uh
1: okay my name is posha Chipomo and i'm married to manfred chukwanda and i come from Guruve, and my hometown is rua and outside of Harare. And um, I'm the eldest in a family of two, me and my brother. And I just stay with my mother. Uh, Like, okay, she's the only parent that is alive. And um, what's the craziest thing? The craziest thing is um, I keep on checking almost on everyone in my phone, making sure that, <laughs> making sure that everyone is okay i think that's very crazy about me because i'm always picking up on everyone on my phone on my facebook on my email you
0: have so much time for
1: <laughs> but my hands are full i also have three children bailey she's 10 manfred is six and then judy's one year nine months my hands are full but i still get time to check
0: months. on everyone
1: Yes, and I've got an honours degree in human resource management, which I studied because I love people. I want to be around people. I want to help people financially, emotionally, whatever, any form of help. I want to do that. And I'm always praying that I must get a lot of money in my life so that I can be doing all that for all the people around me. Whether I know the person or not, I'm always helping people.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's very really nice about you.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Audrey.
0: I wish you all the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, and, I mean, and don't,
0: so don't forget. Don't forget to take care of me when you make money, please.
1: I will definitely remember <laughs> that and put it in mind and pray about it.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. That's fine. Well, yeah, I think that's enough what you've said about you. And um, so now we can just go straight to your story. If you could just tell the listeners um, your experience with uh, with loss. You can tell us a bit um, about your life before the loss, and then you talk about the day that the loss happened. Yeah, basically that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite disturbing. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. my life before, <laughs> I can say it, was, it wasn't it was like a 100% a happy life, but we could get all that we ever wanted, like we were just born, me and my brother. So, almost anything that I wanted, be it a bike, a dress, a what not you mentioned, hairstyle. We used to get Mm -hmm. in to celebrate my birthdays, a fancy birthday party, like people all over Kweru, Blaway, wherever will be invited. Oh, life was so nice. And my father didn't want us to go anywhere, like... uh, the shops or friends' house, and you would always want to go with us because he was overprotective of us. And then he had to ask my mother to stop teaching; she was a teacher from 1982 mm-hmm. to 1992. Mm-hmm. And then 1992 I was in grade two. My brother was still not yet in school, so um, everything was perfect, fine. And then we moved from high and then we were staying in rural where my father bought um the, the, the like um, house, and um, what. Food that would take back home or give other people. Life was so nice. And then visiting days or, um, when I was at boarding school, my father would mm-hmm. be to arrive. <laughs> and he. Okay. I of the groceries, you know, at boarding school, then people will be mm-hmm. checking out chips and what not and whatnot not mazoa I know that
0: thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> so everything and then if it was my birthday when I was at school my father would make sure I bring the cake at school and then a proper celebration would be done when I come back home and mm-hmm. you would take us for shopping like okay food and then for clothes and you always ask us to make a list of what we want like basically almost everything that I wanted I would not complain. I, I we would always have it. Holidays would always go all over. Yeah. Holidays would always mm-hmm. go all over wherever we wanted us to go, be it at a hotel, be it at a restaurant, be it at families, relatives, rural areas, everywhere else would always be there for us. Ah, then boom, everything just <laughs> just changed. So we're actually making a list. Me and my brother, my father told us on a Friday, on a Thursday. That was mm-hmm. 2001, in April. I was in mm-hmm. Form 4, and my brother was in Form 2. So he told us, okay, make your list for your groceries for, for, for boarding. We we're, were just about to open school. So okay. here we are. We take our pens and paper. We write all our um, lists, mazoe, maputi, ma tinned beans, tinned, whatever, all those things that we would eat at school. We make mm-hmm. our long list. And whatever that we would want to wear, either at home or we want to wear at school, be my new tennis shoes or um, whatever anything soccer ball bicycle anything you wanted he made us to write that list that was on a Thursday when he told us that then we did write and then apparently my father used to work one week off and one week on at work okay. and he was a driver for the Minister of Border like Border the Minister. So right. so he was in that one week off at home. So that's why he was doing all this and making sure we we're ready prepared to go to school the following week. So, apparently, we made the list, and then on Friday morning, uh, a Friday afternoon, you went out, like you used to go to the pub to drink and all. So, um, there was a, you went out to drink, and then there was a phone call at home, uh, like on our landline, uh, that was his work, calling him to say he must come to work, because his other partner that he used to swap with, he had lost a wife, and he had to attend the funeral, of course. So, my father was now supposed to cover this duty because the uh, Saturday morning, they were supposed to be in Mashingo. But I he, my father and the bodyguard were supposed to be in Mashingo. So, my mother received the phone call and then she called us. We we're outside playing with our Shena and playing soccer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so she called us and then we were complaining to say, No, we can't go. We look, we are dead. You can't go to the pub and be out. to will be knocking. We don't even know where you'll we'll be sitting. With children are not allowed to get, to get into the beer. And then my mother said, He's wanted at work. You have to go. because I'll be busy preparing his sadza and then uh, packing his clothes. Boys, he has to go to work. So this side, the mama was making it because she wanted you, my, my father to eat, so that he could take out the barbaras. Because obviously he was drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so 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 my mother realized that she can she cannot go to the bureau to call our father. It's us that he has to go there. Mm-hmm. So then my brother were like arguing. My mother said, "There's no time for your arguments. Just go." We arrived at the bureau at the entrance. we like, looking really funny, weird, and our and all. Oh. then we were looking for our father. And luckily, our father was like someone very. Well, no, that's one thing that I take from my father, like, to just love everyone, whether you know the person or not, and always mm-hmm. be helping people. My father would be, was always helping people, looking for jobs, helping buying groceries, helping like, any sort of help that you can ever think of. My father was one person like that. So, um, uh, that's one thing that I miss about him, but at least I managed to, to inherit that from him.
0: Yeah, you inherited a very good trait about him. Yeah, like what
1: I said, the craziest thing, like I would always be checking on everyone, even if the person doesn't reply my message on WhatsApp or whatever, I keep sending messages, how are you, good morning, I comment their status, things like that. Anyway, back to this point, we're there by the entrance, then the like, bouncer or the guys at the at door, just said, okay, well, who are you looking for? Then, like, oh, we realize you are Banaba's children. Then I'm like, yeah, we are looking for our father. And they were like, what really happened for you to come follow your father at the bill That was something very weird and funny. But mm-hmm. anyway, they, 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 the men went in, called my father, and my father couldn't believe this guy. He thought the guy was lying. Was how oh, has never happened in his life that the children will come and look,
0: look for him at the BHL. Mm.
1: Yeah. So um, he just stood up with his beer and his cigarette, he used to smoke, and then his, he liked his lion, lion lager in his hand, he came, and he was actually walking, looking drunk, and he, he came and his eyes were red, like someone enjoying his, 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 his off day, his, and also his cigarette and also his lion lager. Anyway, he came to us and he was like, what brings you here? <laughs> what brings you Kubawa here? Yeah. Mama is busy in and you, you, you are not allowed to answer, really. But he, he was not shouting, he was worried more about us mm-hmm. because he was someone who wanted us to be at home and he was like disturbed by why were we there, like kind of okay. But anyway, then we had to say, Mama is calling you, Baba went all over, everything, but about then uh, he said, um. Let's go. Let me just finish this Be Wait for me outside here. Yeah, let me just finish this quickly because the people that drink they never want to have a loss. Like you couldn't just throw it, you couldn't also walk in the road drinking. <laughs> so you had to finish it definitely. inside. Mm. Okay. Yeah, knowing our father, because he used to say when you we are playing around him, Hey, move away. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like losses. <laughs> So no 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 so he finished his uh alcohol he came outside and on the way he's asking us a lot of questions also about this phone call but we didn't actually get a lot of answers all we knew was like mama sent us Mm -hmm. to come and call you but they want you to go to work and mama is actually cooking and packing your clothes that's what we just managed to conclude anyway we walked to get home it was not far we arrived and then he was asking again to mama the same question that he was asking us you know when someone has just been drinking. <laughs> mm, he's got so many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he felt really disturbed. He was enjoying his uh, his beer, his cigarette, or his friend's com- companion, whatever. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. he, Mama tells again the story, and then maybe most probably she put it into more meaningful um context or words than us, okay? Mm-hmm. Then he went in the bathroom. He was, well, well, you had to wash, like, it was part of taking out that Barbarasi. You had to wash, a sh- like, a cold shower. And then he came out, then he had to eat very warm, meat, everything he finished, then the bag was ready. He said, bye, my, my wife, okay, I'm going, I'm going. You. That time he had come home with a pajero, a white pajero. He went in, Okay, he sent us out actually before he went in to say, okay, just to like clean kuchaira inside to to just take out the Mavu and all. Mm-hmm. So we did that so that the guy is ready. Oh, there you go. His eyes were still red, but he had to go. <laughs> he said it's he he fine, to he's to just work. gonna
0: go. Yeah, duty. Yeah,
1: I'll drink, yes, I'll drink some a lot of water, everything will go away. Then there he goes out, only to realize that was the last time we saw him. Anyway. Um, the following day, which was um, Saturday, mm-hmm. the 28th of April. Apparently they were involved in an accident oh, around 7 mm-hmm. in,
0: the,
1: in the morning. My, my mom was at church in Mabuku, like a congress where they would be there the whole day. Mm. And then me, I was at a youth congress also, but which was like close to home. So then it was during lunchtime, and then I heard everyone just saying over the news, like the radios would be played all over the show. Everyone was saying the news is saying Bodagiz has died. So yeah, I was like, okay, Bauder-Gizé might have died, but not, not my father, father, because I knew I knew my father would be driving Boteguez but um it disturbed me a lot okay the the like our leader in the church actually said okay can you go home he, he, to relieve me from because we're supposed to finish well we're, we're supposed to be there the whole day
0: okay. so he
1: actually felt like he can't keep me anymore because i was worried you were now. definitely and, I yes. and
0: that
1: was 2001 at our age we would not be having a phone a cell phone whatever so this was like just news that it was traveling around outside because during that lunchtime, we had to go outside to 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 look for like chips, drink, whatever that you wanted. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I take my bag, I went home. I had my cousin at the church also. She said, okay, just leave some of your stuff. I'll carry it, I'll bring it home after four when we are done. Mm-hmm. I arrived home and whilst I was walking home, everyone was like, just looking at me so strangely, mm-hmm. like in the road, but, uh, like with, with, the, with those faces that are, like in between, they want to talk, they want to keep quiet, they want to, yeah, to, they to ca- sure. walk towards me. Mm. Yeah, they want to walk towards me. They want to, I, I don't know. Like uh, all these things, I managed to picture them now after I, I received the news. But anyway, I walked home, I got home. Uh, there was my my mother's young sister, Mainin. Mm-hmm. She was at home. And then I, I asked her, is mama back? Then she's like, why would mama be back? She's only going to come later on because uh, she's gone with my vocal, like at the church uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I know my question is kind of weird, but uh, I'm a bit worried about Baba, because uh, can we try to call him? Because we the a landline, so let's try to call his cell phone. Mm-hmm. We did try to call his cell phone. It didn't go through. Okay, I was like, okay, you he will call us. Because we wanted to ask that Baba, you fine. We had that but I guess is dead. And I was never picturing that he, he would also be dead. But mm-hmm. anyway... So then later on, around three, phone call. Okay, for between one to three, a lot of people were calling our landline, mm-hmm. wanting to to talk to Mama. Like hey, she she's the next of kin. Mm-hmm. So the more they kept on saying, Mama is Mama there? Then we say no. They they drop the phone. Is Mama there? Before we even ask, okay, who is speaking, so that we can pass on the Please. message. That never never happened. But that kind of actually raised a lot of questions to me, a lot of worries and. Actually, I was very close to my father, more than the way I'm close to my mother. Mm-hmm. So I was crying already before I, could, I, I got the official news that he died. So um, around three, okay. then other people, relatives, were actually driving, coming to our place, like from faraway places. Okay. So that when we're seeing them coming to our yard or to our house, I was like, are these people really crazy? Why are they coming here? We just received, the, <laughs> we heard the news that uh, Bodagazi died, but why are they coming to our house? It's not like my neighbors that would just walk around and come to check. Uh-huh. It was that like people would have driven far away, like um, uh, um Kambuzuma, Highfields, uh-huh. and, like different people, all 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 of those people coming to Rua. So I'm like, ah, but I ne- I didn't want to talk to anyone. What the only person that I wanted to talk to was my mother. Then we would get to find or speak to our father uh-huh. through my mother. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, fine. So um, now the neighbor and the other relative, the distant relative organized to go and fetch mama to Mavuk with a car. Okay. So they they went there, they, but I overheard them talking about, it. so I was crying now, literally running to also go and get into that car that they were going to get uh, mama with. So I couldn't do that. The people grabbed me quickly and put me back in the house. And I was wearing the skirt for church. It it tore into two, past, uh, two pieces at the back, <laughs> like my pants. Pen- <laughs> My friend was literally out, but that didn't matter. That didn't matter. All that made me for me to get to where my mom is and then to find out what is happening with my father because his phone is not going through. Mm-hmm. None of any other thoughts were in my mind by then. Mm-hmm. So the people were grabbing me and said, okay, put on a short so that at least <laughs> <laughs> let's take out this skirt. I didn't want anyone to touch me. I actually was very bitter. I wanted to bite anyone that would want to hold me. That's how crazy I was about just wanting to be with my mom and knowing what is happening with my father. Mm. The people were wanting to hold me. And then now the other men were coming, like my father's friends, and all they got into our living room wanting to take the sofas outside. I'm like, what? The sofas outside, I'm saying now my father has died. Yeah, it's the same now. I, mean, I don't know anything about it, mm. and you are already... So I said, hey, you have to leave those couches. You can't take the couches out. And some people actually opening the big gate, like you know, like making now this scene really, ah, that got me just pissed off. I screamed, I, I don't know how much uh, volume or how much my voice went. I screamed so loud, like calling my father's name. I screamed, like really, what is this happening? What is I, I don't know how to even express it. Uh, I I was very upset with the, what the people were doing. Mm-hmm. Very upset that I, my mother is far away. Very upset my father's phone is not going through. Mm-hmm. Look at what the people are doing. Okay, anyway, no one would answer me. They were just like wearing their sad faces, but no they, they couldn't tell me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I asked them, so, did my father die or what is happening? Where is my father? But No one could say, no one could uh, like give an answer. Anyway, I kept crying. They kept holding me down, and then my brother came. Tafazo, uh, my sister, don't cry. You are making me cry also. And with with the way that he looks, is is looks, he looks just like my our father. Mm. So, so when he was talking. I could feel like my father is talking to me, like calming me down to say, it's okay, I'm gone. But this is it, just accept it. That's that's how I felt when he was asking me to... To stop crying. To keep crying. Mm. Stop crying, yeah. So he's like, no, don't do that. No, our father is coming back. That's, that. Those are his words. <laughs> he's just at work. He's coming back. And looking at his younger age, he's three years old, younger than me. Mm-hmm. It disturbed me that oh, my brother seems like he doesn't know exactly what is happening. Although me, I was in denial to say, my father is is, is somewhere, he's just coming back. But when he, he count me down, he hold my hand. I was down on the floor like the, all the three, four women were pressing me downwards. I just wanted to run out of the house to go and look for my mother. I don't know if I wanted to run to get to my book or what. I don't know. But I knew the car left already. Anyway, mm-hmm. my brother kept talking to me. And I'm like, Tafanzo, Baba is coming. Baba is coming. And he said, yeah, I told you, but look at the way you're, you're acting, you're behaving. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Don't worry, everything will be fine. <sighs> and he's got that soft um, part of him that also was just like my father. Okay. like. In every situation uh, my father when I was young he used to just talk about it and say it's fine and he would put that face that is so comforting mm. That is, you can see it's coming deep down from him so that's also one thing that my brother is like no matter what situation he would talk to you even if he's younger than me he would talk in a mature and sensible and reasonable way mm. so by that time he was also showing that so yeah, anyway so this car came back now with my mom and everyone I heard everyone saying, yeah she's here, she's here, wow yeah, wow yeah and I said to them, let me go and I was feeling very weak of crying, shouting, screaming and trying to fight to to let these people leave leave me leave me, I kept saying, leave me, leave me and I attempted to bite like two of the ladies, the neighbor and the other friend of my mom so, yeah, she arrived and I saw her in a Roman Catholic gown, blue and white, whatever, and two people are holding it, that uncle and the lady next door, she's coming out of the guy and the people are holding me also, so I'm like, now I see my mother, at least let me go, like, to the people that were kept holding me, so they didn't also want me to frighten my mother, so they wanted... They, to wait so that she gets inside the house and then they can tell it so apparently i realized that they didn't tell you what had happened or what they were assuming had happened to them and then uh once my mother is actually crying then my other my father's brother younger brother mm-hmm. he had also left work after receiving the message that died. he had actually came in the house and then one of the officials or the people that used to work with my father had phoned at our landline and had spoken to my father's younger brother and he had said the news to him. Okay,
0: so he was like, the
1: one person knowing what was going on. Yes, but he didn't tell us. So only when my mom was there, then everyone sat now in the lounge in the where these couches are. And that's when I realized actually the couches were literally out of the house because they were keeping me in the other room. Okay. Anyway, i all this. I'm seeing it, everything happening. <clears throat> then mama sat down, then mama kept crying. She was actually crying and screaming, like, Who is it? Please just tell me. Just tell me. Is it my, is it my, is it Tafazwa? Then people said, No, is it Porsche? And when she saw Tafazwa, then she, she didn't ask about Tafazwa anymore. When she saw me, she didn't ask. Then that was like an, an obvious yeah, answer. she knew. But uh, when we discussed this after, she said, I, I never thought it would be your father. I thought maybe it was one of my relatives or someone, my father or my mother is the, like the, they were grand, the, the, like elderly people. <laughs> so now the people sat next to her and then me, I was on her lap and then my brother also, we all, all just cried. And then one of the eldest um, Okay, my brother's, uh, my father's younger brother, now break the news. Actually, when everyone was a bit quieter, but they were these cryings were still there. Then that's he officially announced to everyone that yeah, we received the news. They died in the morning around seven, and we only getting we only got the news officially around three. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were trying to reach to the next of kin, and Mama didn't have a phone. So phone by that time it was only baba we had to phone those nokia what what big heavy ones that were there but anyway mm-hmm. so we were trying to reach mama and the only um, source of reaching mama or would the be land the landline and she was not at home so that's why the people kept calling and looking for her so he had to actually force one of the guys from work to say i'm the young brother to, to, to Banaba. So, just tell me what happened to him. Where is he? Because we are trying him on his cell phone. His cell phone is off. You can't reach him. And we had Bota Kese died and he was driving Bota Kese. So, we just want to know what is what. So, then that's how he also got the news and then now he was telling everyone that this is how he managed to get the news. So, this is what is there, guys. Let's just accept it. My brother is no more. And... To me it was like he's talking about someone else. My old father, he left, told us that he's going to come back and buy our groceries to go to school. So everything that people are doing, like I said, the taking out the couches, taking mama, telling this news and you know, all, to me it was like
0: upsetting you.
1: I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, you're taking it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're just saying it. But my own father that left this house he's coming back. yesterday, is mm. going, going to come back. Mm. Because he said he's going to come back on Sunday. Oh. Oh, then everyone started screaming so loud after hearing my father's young brother announcing this news. And me, I was just... oh holding my mom so tight and my brother also now seeing him now crying so much oh that's just that was just terrible and
0: i'm really sorry about you, experience. Yeah,
1: you too. yeah thank you 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 cry to such an extent that your head you can your head becomes sore. your body is weak you can you, you feel, <laughs> you feel like, your tears uh, never stopping like running down your cheeks and you feel like all the people around you maybe they're just there for fun or maybe this is a joke or someone is just gonna tell you no there was something wrong with the information you received really saved, I, yeah. yes i i was telling myself and i was giving a lot of or thousands of questions and thoughts and what not you can mention by that time i was just told that but it happened Oh, that was so terrible! And all the people coming in. Oh, I didn't like that. part people wanting to butter my or like to say mm. sorry for you have lost you. But I'm like, I haven't seen my father. I, I, I believe he's coming back, and you are telling me this please just don't
0: don't touch my hand. Don't...
1: Yeah. I was very bitter. I I I I felt no no. My own father is just gonna walk through that door and come inside the house. That's how disturbed I was, and kept rolling. And they were trying to tie some zambias or those clothes, whatever, mm. on me to say, "Now look, your skate is broken." We try to put a shot on you. I'm like, "What?" I, I, that's the least thing on my mind. My mind is just saying I must go and get my father wherever he is. Of which my father is the one that would always say, Okay, be, get ready. I'll come and get you by this time. Wait at the gate or wait at the door. So now I'm picturing myself, where do I start to look for my father? Way, way, way. I just kept hoping he's going to just knock at that door. Then I open. And guess what? Every time I need to go out mm-hmm. or to the beer, when he came back. he would normally come around 11, 12 or what, he would come and knock at my window to open the door for him. Whether I'm someone that um, I can sleep, but I can hear any sound that happens around me, no matter how much. The light
0: uh, sleeper in the family.
1: Yes. So he would just come and knock once. And I would many times before he would knock, I would tell him, I had heard you already when you opened the gate, or I heard your footsteps. Mm. Oh, it it took me, and it took me a lot of years and years and years for me to get over it. It's he died two thousand and twenty-eight April two thousand and one, when I was getting to write form four, and I did manage to write my form four and passed, and everyone was surprised. And okay, anyway, we did pray. So my mother was not working, she did uh, she to sell things like my tomatoes, onions, like a market. Our life like completely changed from the 360-degree mm. time. We we used to eat matemba when my father was there, but eating matemba when my father was not there, I know the
0: I feeling cried. you'd feel like, Oh my
1: gosh, <laughs> now you're eating them because your father is not there. Yeah, um, now you're saying we you must eat anima that with eggs. Now, oh, such was Madora. It it used to be like Madora would just make it as a snack Mm. and eat. Oh, those things happened. Oh, my mother. And then she got some money, my mother, for compensation for for my father dying. Mm. And then she built um, a tax shop and a, a cottage at the back of our yard so that she can put my lodger at the back and then the tax shop would use it to, to generate more money. Mm-hmm. Since the father was still at um, Churchill doing his form five or six, I think. I, I, the dates, I'm not quite sure, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Then the same government that I'm, <laughs> I, I, I believe had a lot to do with killing my father mm-hmm managed to come again with this Mramba Tren. I think then they break the tax shop down and the cottage all destroyed. Even the stock of all the things that we had in the tax shop was in the house. They brought a van again and took it away. So, yeah. And knowing that was struggled. the same government that
0: your father saved, I'm sure it made you feel...
1: Oh, that was so terrible. And then we went to where he used to work, his offices, Elliot Manika said, we must make a list of what we want. Then he's going to buy for us. He never did. But anyway, I'm, I will not judge. I'm not mm-hmm. God. Then my mother managed to look after us. Me, I finished my, my form four, my form six, until I did my honors degree with my mother's help. alone, none other than my mother. Mm-hmm. My brother, the same, we went to, he we finished his O-level, St. Paul's M'sami, then A-level, Churchill, anything that any child would want or would have we got Mm -hmm. it what we just missed was our father Mm -hmm. and only this gap of of obviously financially we are not managing Mm -hmm. but my mother made sure that we got all that we ever wanted our fees were paid on time and me when i was uh, at my attachment or internship i managed to work and then pay my brother's fees and then whatever that he also wanted for school i'll buy for him Yeah, make sure you got everything that you needed. But my mother sacrificed all that she had for us. Until today, she's still single. And when my father died, she was 35. Mm -hmm. If another person would have thought, would say, okay, I can just get married and these children, whatever happens to them, or I can take care of them, whatever. But I salute my mother for that. She was brave enough until today. She's there. So I make sure... And look at where, where, where I am today, when people would actually be talking, ah, now their father died, ah, they're going to struggle, they're going to what, they're going to what, and what, but look at where, where I am today, I was in Cape Town, and then my mother, every December, would make sure she would come, mm-hmm. I spoil a rotten. I buy from head to toe, the phone, everything I buy for my mother, I make sure what she sacrificed for us, she must get it, and more. Yeah, true. That's what I told mm-hmm. myself, Yes. And then, me also getting married, then I managed to get to this religion of Jehovah's Witnesses. I managed to study the Bible. And when I was studying the Bible, I managed to uh, have that closure of death because I was every, all these years crying about my father. Okay. And I used to have dreams about him uh, where he would be like happy and talking to me nicely and all. But when he's about to go, he just had to say, Leave my hand, I'm now going back okay. in, in those dreams. Okay. Like, there were a lot of those dreams like that. But anyway, I managed to have this closure where I managed to understand death, what is death, and then i I managed to have something that is so comforting to say one day God will make the death wa never pain you to meet or um to reunite, so that's the only thing that is gonna keep me going to to look forward to meeting my father one day
0: all right, all right.
1: um
0: yeah that's That's a very touching experience, and um, I'm glad you got the closure that um that you needed by studying the bible so yes. yeah, you've basically covered much of the things that I was going to ask in your in your narration, but um well, you can just tell me probably what you would say to someone who has lost their father or lost anyone that they love was probably going through the same kind of emotions that you, that you went through uh, when you lost your father, what oh. would you say to that person who's listening so that they can just um, have something to take away from this um, interview?
1: Yeah. So if there's anyone listen, okay. If, anyone has lost their relative or still to lose their relative, we must understand that um, death, it was there and it will be there. It shall be there. So we cannot run away from it and it doesn't have a time and you do not know where, what, where, when it will happen. So let's just have faith and let's enjoy the time that we, we, we are having with our parents, with our partners, with our sisters, with our relatives. Let's not hold grudges. Let's always be happy. Let's check up on each other at least so that when the person dies, you're not going to feel guilty to say, oh, but, okay, I was blocking you on WhatsApp. Mm. I was blocking you on WhatsApp. Oh, I was gossiping about you to my friend, all this and that. No, let's embrace that time. And I believe meeting people in life is not a mistake. So everyone around you, always comfort them, talk to them, share with them, be it Bible verses, be it stories, be it whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I would say. Yeah, And my favorite verse that I would want everyone to also know And always be comforting. It's actually two uh, favorite scriptures. Mm -hmm. It's Matthew 6, verse 33 and 34. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Uh, I would have read them, but I'm worried about the time anyway. (laughs) Any more questions?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, next would be society. What would you say to the people? that um, surround people who are grieving? What do you have to say to the society? You know, when someone is is grieving, I feel that sometimes people say the wrong things and um, people say things that um, the grieving person is not ready to hear. So in your experience, what would you say that um, people should refrain from saying these kind of things or what would you encourage people to say to someone who has just lost a loved one?
1: (laughs) Um, hmm. I think the most uh, important thing people can do is just to be there for the person sitting next to them, mm-hmm. hugging them, helping them with uh, like getting water to drink, or maybe if they want to put on shoes or put on a jacket, or and try as much as they can not to say words because when the moment they one, open their mouth, they do not know what's gonna come out of their mouth. Some people would not would speak without thinking mm-hmm. so rather if this person is actually crying and in, in a bad state rather try as much as you can to avoid saying something okay the, maybe if yeah you see that you are too quiet or something rather try to bring up other stories that makes that person smile or to be cheerful or to move their thoughts from thinking that okay they have lost someone mm-hmm. or at least just continue to say sorry 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 even if you are going to say say sorry a thousand times mm-hmm. the better that's one, I think that's the only way that must come out of, of one's mouth if you are next to that to, to, the grieving person more than a, a thousand times. But the best thing will be just to be there for the person, make meals if they need their child or son to be washed after or to be looked after then do as much as other things around that person, as you can, they will see that, and they will be much comforted than saying the words now to say, "Yeah, the time it arrived." Yeah, everything uh, happens please. for a
0: reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, please, uh, please, uh, please, especially no. for me, I'll always say, i uh, I think people should not like, you know, I, 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 don't know why everyone feels the need to tell someone that, everyone, um, everything happens for a reason." Because, you know, when you no. look at it and you've just lost someone that you love so much, and then you start thinking, what is the reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also yeah. have a problem with um, people saying that, ah, you know what, he's now in a better place. Because in my head, mm-hmm. I'll be thinking, ah, this person's life was okay here with me. Now, mm-hmm. here you are telling yeah. me that no, he's in a better place. So are you trying to say that, you know, mm-hmm. here with his family mm-hmm. was not a better place? So uh, yeah, you know I yeah. I don't know, but then I guess um if you're a Christian and um we we've all been taught about people going to to heaven and I guess that's where people get the better place um idea from. But uh, I don't know. I still think it's it's not the best thing you can say to someone <laughs> who has just lost yeah. their loved one.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. So, 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 like I said again, yeah, people would rather keep quiet and not say a lot. Yeah, I think and the fewer the words, the more comforting. Yeah, it is. the fewer yeah. The words, the better. Yeah, the better. They just do uh, actions. Actions would speak for themselves. Actions are the best. Actions, just to cook, just to put water for them to bath, just to, yeah, anything, even to feed them with a spoon on that day. But do do that mm. is better than than to, than to talk to to. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Ash for words that will just get straight to your your heart, and uh, it's not, and it's it will become more painful because you'll be hearing these words to the people that are close to you, that are sitting next to you, that are like your friends, your relatives. So then make it even worse painful. Yeah. 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 Any other questions that I must answer? (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: there's I want to find out from you, whilst you were grieving, did you use any external resources like counseling? or i don't know any anything outside the usual is there something that you did to help you grieve that you can encourage other people to to use or you just um dealt with your grief alone and um waited for your own healing to come at its time
1: yeah considering that i was at boarding school so every time i would go to school i would just when i'm sitting in the study room or in the class, I'll just break into tears. I'll just cry and walk out of the classroom or the church or room Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I was that, and I was also wearing that armor to say uh, none of the people would understand my situation because they are not in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So whoever would come and say, sorry, this and that, it's not like I wouldn't listen, but I I would just want to be alone. So to tell the truth, it took me years and years, and I never received any of that counseling, although people would be around and be comforting and hugging Mm -hmm. and all, but uh, I never got like a proper counseling from like professional counselors or mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, like I come back again to say the Bible was the only thing that managed to, 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 to make me, to, to comfort me or to make me uh, come to terms with, with my father's death. And the more I, I, I come to terms with it and the more um, I'm, um I'm, I'm actually encouraging and talking to other people that have lost their beloved ones that, yeah, these things happen. And just uh, have faith and enjoy most of your time with them. If it's video calling, if it's photos, if it's making meals, if it's buying clothes, especially parents, buying blankets, clothes, jacket, whatever. And guess what? Parents will not ask you. Mm -hmm. They will not ask you to say, Manangu, buy me boots, Manango, buy me what? But you knowing your own life, like myself, what I told you, my mother would sell my tomatoes, would sell my onions, like Musika, at, at our house. She would sacrifice, make sure we had a meal, make sure we'd go to school, boarding school, whatever, until we finish our degrees. Mm-hmm. So, really, uh, I, do, you, do I, expect myself, I can't expect my mother to open them out to say, Okay, can you buy me a phone? Can you buy me panties? Can you buy me shoes? Mm-hmm. No myself i must think whether you're a man or a woman just think about your mother buy and it's not about only buying monetary monetary it's the kind thing that you do also for your mother especially maybe you're not staying close to your mother Mm -hmm. or your father do everything be it cutting, zaradze, macumbo, be it painting, Nail polish. be it my, my shoulders, whatever, just anything, making tea, cooking, mama, sit down, okay, mbizen, you let me wash my window, don't know, clean, mama, okay, your garden. Small things mean a lot, and as long as you are doing them with all your heart, and even Mari blesses. Your humble beginnings or your humble efforts, but I know not, okay, like what the world will perceive to say, Okay, well, did you buy your mommy a house or a car? Yeah. No, those small things that you are doing, or whatever. And even she will understand your situation better than any other person out there. So don't look at the world, what it's saying or judging you, but do what you can. As long as they are not disabled, wake up, make your mom's bed, make a tea, make a what, mm-hmm. do what you can. Even if it's a phone call, call her, talk to her, speak to her, tell her any issues, speak to your mom or your your father or whatever parent that is there or any of your other relatives or people that are around you. Talk to them, do things for them because you will regret it when they are not there.
0: Yeah. True, true. And thank you for that. And I was also raised by a single mom. And uh, you've just, <laughs> you've just reminded me to show all oh, the love. <laughs> I do. Yes. But then, you know, <laughs> after listening to you say all of that, you know, you've just given me a reminder that I, you know, that I need, you know, like next time that woman asks for biscuits, I must just buy them without <laughs> even thinking twice. <laughs>
1: Exactly, I always exactly complain it. to my
0: mom I tell her, you know what, you've got a very expensive taste for someone who does not like using her money, you know she always has this whole list, you know she'll give you a list of things <laughs> but now thinking back you know, I lost my dad when I was just in, in in grade 4 and I'm just thinking you know, now I've grown to what I am today, just with my mom mm-hmm. by my side, so I think you know, next time she asks for Chocolate coated biscuits. Anything. I must just buy them, and because I always have to tell her, I remind her of prizes, Like, Mama, you know the things
1: you ask for; <laughs> they are not very cheap. <laughs> but you know yeah, what? She deserves at, the world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But look at when you were young, or when, ever since your father died, mm. you'd ask for Mazaza dama, You'd ask for my sweets, my putia, colored. You'd ask for uh, all those you things know, that you fancy. things that she wanted, Mama.
0: Exactly, yeah. and she would provide. Right.
1: Yeah, mama, can I you buy me my passport or whatever the, the 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 labels that were there by that time? If you look at all your photos or every relative, that's gonna tell you your mother made sure you had everything. So when she actually would be asking you for those things, it's not like she's nagging you. Mm-hmm. Feel as if she's actually embracing and enjoying that. Oh. She's actually saying in her heart, Oh, in your mind, thank you, God. I managed to raise order to an extent that today she's here. And I can, I can actually be- list of things that I want. Yeah, I can actually give her time to say, Buy me, so she's actually celebrating the, the, the journey that she's been with you right yeah, through all these true. years. Yeah, yeah, which is you. so comforting for her, also to say, Okay, at least you are there, and she's happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And she that smile on yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, ah, thank you so much, Porsche. Thank you so much, Posche, for sharing your experience um yeah, this was a nice <laughs> yeah, uh well, um not really. probably I'm just gonna ask you if um has coming on this show made a difference in your life
1: um, in any way uh, coming on this show mm-hmm. is sharing more your experience. Of is <laughs> more of uh it's more connected to you it comes back to you <laughs> Coming to show comes back to you because uh, when I heard about your situation, mm-hmm. I, I heard it through my Morora Munashe. Mm-hmm. She I was still in Cape Town. She sent me a message today. Hey, I've lost uh, okay, a very close friend of mine has mm-hmm. lost. Uh, yeah, she she told me all this uh, information. Mm-hmm. So she was actually running out of words, like to, what to say to you or wh- how to best to comfort you or how best to just be there for mm-hmm. you. So then, yeah, I kind of gave you my own piece of advice. Mm-hmm. That I will not say here, though, but it's fine. But um, me as a person looking at this interview, it means a lot to me because, okay, I'm uh, I'm telling my own part of my story, Mm -hmm. but it's a way of also telling you uh, um, that... I, I I will be there for you whenever you need me mm-hmm. uh we might not be related like physically blood whatever mm-hmm. but i will be there for you and I'm that people's person that whenever you want to talk to someone i will make time for you no matter my three kids can keep me busy but i'll make time for you i'll be there for you i can share the bible scriptures with you i can share the jokes of the world mm-hmm. politics and facebook what not so it comes back to you and um with your son every time i look at him then it comforts me a lot because i lost my father when i was 17 and look at your son Mm. so that kind of actually just put me that zip on my mouth or on my heart or on my mind to say i must not worry about death because imagine now your son when he asks one day for his father then you have to tell and show him pictures or videos or whatever Mm. so me it comforts me a lot your situation comforts me a lot and uh, to still say this, the same words that I'll be there for you. Oh, thank so. you so much. I know
0: you've been <laughs> <Okay>. there, <laughs> you've had to <laughs> add some late night chats with me when I'm emotional, and yeah, so
1: it's true. And, <laughs> I had I had to pass a day or two actually without chatting with you either on your status or WhatsApp. Or
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so I really, busy, really appreciate yeah. the love. I really appreciate the love. It means so much to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So it means also uh, one lesson that I tell myself that no matter who it is, even the Bible say, mm-hmm. like cry with those that are crying and be uh, with those that are also happy. So mm-hmm. it puts me back to say every person around you, every person that you know, every person that um, comes in your life, it, 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 there's a reason, there's a purpose. And be there for those people. Talk to those people, comfort those people, laugh with those people, cry with those people. So I'm here for you. <laughs> all right
0: thank you Portia uh before you go do you have a quote that you want to leave the listeners with something that they can remember you with I know you already gave us the, your favorite um bible verses mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I don't know if, if you've got a quote uh, maybe something or just uh, words of wisdom Yana, that you just want to leave the listeners with to remember you
1: Mm-hmm. yes uh, okay i've gave my favorite scriptures uh-huh. so and then the other thing i can give is that um, always make sure you pray every day you read your bible every day you make sure if okay after this corona thing go to church uh-huh. associate with your church the bible is the most comforting thing that you can ever get here on earth people can talk people can judge you people can undermine you people can check your status and pass on bad comments, people can check your Facebook and not like your your picture, people can look down upon you, cannot be happy when you are rich, cannot be happy when you are poor, people can always be all over you, like walk all over you, but the Bible will always be there to comfort you. And all your worries or concerns the, 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 the answers are there in the Bible because people mm-hmm. can, uh, if it's a close friend, you say, Okay, I'm in this situation, but you'll be surprised that close friend is actually talking behind your back, like, Ah, listen to what she was telling me. Okay. Uh, this, 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 you understand? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the Bible, it will actually comfort you and give you those answers to any of your questions. So, and also in life, uh, don't be too attached to. To people or to friends because when they backstab you it will be so painful so try to also just uh, make sure that you pray about someone if they are in your life or if they are close to you to say god please there is a person in my life but uh, uh, please just draw that line that these people will not hurt me and i will not hurt them either vice mm. versa so okay. that's those are the actual uh, things or ways that i can leave people to oh
0: Thank you for that. I'll <laughs> remember to pray for my one million friends. <laughs> I have yes, a lot really? of friends. <laughs> I'll remember really? to pray for them in my prayers because yeah, I think I love all the people that surround me. <laughs> <laughs> all okay, right. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Poshia, for coming on the show and um sharing your experience. Um, I'm sure our listeners were happy to hear you and they managed to take um something from your experience
1: oh that will that is good, and will give glory to God I'm forever grateful
0: all right, thank you Poshia.
1: okay, Audrey. Thank
0: you hi guys I'm back um that was Poianda Zimba, who shared the experience on the loss of her father, and um I hope that to everyone who listened. You managed to take away something from her experience and um, the words of wisdom that she left us with. And I just want to say that to everyone who was raised by a single mom, do not forget to honor your mother. Or anyone who was raised by a single dad, do not forget to honor your father. It's hard when one parent plays the role of two parents So if you get the opportunity, if you're blessed enough to actually grow and um, be someone in life, you know, just remember, just remember to appreciate that parent who was with you from the younger age until what you are now. So when these parents ask for something, guys if you can just do it whatever they ask just do it for them even without asking like Porsche said let's just remember to do all the special things for them and let us also remember that um life is very precious it's not every day that you're going to wake up and you know be with that parent you obviously know because you've lost the other parent so because you've lost the other parent it's really important that you Embrace every opportunity and all the moments that you have now with the parent that you have. And um well I think I'm actually talking to myself as well because now I'm the only parent that Andre has and I'm just thinking, you know what? When this child grows I'm going to be waiting for him <laughs> to do all the special things for me and um me being the lover of things. I feel sorry for that boy. He's gonna have a lot of uh, requests from me. But then really guys, it, it's it's nice, it's it's important. Let's just treasure our parents, let's just love them and um let's just be the children that um would make the parents we've lost happy, you know. I for sure know that my dad is proud of me wherever he is, you know, with the way I look after his wife. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's happy with that. So let us strive to be that. Let us all aim to be the good children to our parents that have sacrificed a lot for us. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I'll be in touch with you in the next episode. Good night.